Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I took a look at something that's fairly boring on the surface. It was food labels, but I wanted you to be able to read food labels and get the right information that they've provided out of the food labels so you can make the best choices. So if that's something that interests you, check out last week's podcast. This week, it's a fairly new threat to our health and fitness, but it's got a really, really simple fix. And before I tell you what it is, I'll just give you a little bit of history. Way back, you know, our caveman ancestors since the beginning of time, you pretty much, as a human being, needed to be part of a group if you were going to survive. And the reason for this is, if you compare us to a lot of the other animals, wolves, tigers, things like that, that could be predators, we are just not that ferocious. You know, as a single uh, organism, we don't have really sharp claws, we don't have really sharp fangs, we're just not a, a good attack species. But we started to develop weapons, and working as a group, we're a very formidable opponent to whatever it is. And we could also um, take down bigger animals. You know, as an individual, you're probably limited to small creatures as far as something you're going to be able to kill and eat. Um, as a group, you can take down a large animal. Um, being able to part of you do hunter gather be gatherers and, and grow crops while others do hunting and, and divide the labor that makes it to where it's a much more efficient thing so for the longest period of time it was essential that you be in some way part of a group if you were going to survive well this has become hardwired into our brains so now if we are no longer part of the tribe, if we're no longer part of the group, if we don't have people around us on a regular basis, our brain says, oh my gosh, we've been separated from the group. We're going to die. And it's not an overt panic. I mean, it's not something that you're, you're really stressed out about, but it's a low level stress that we are elevated from the tribe. And it has some serious consequences. I mean, and you know, even for the psychological part, this is one of the reasons that solitary confinement is such a punishment. But let's forget about the psychological part. Let's talk about the real physical activity that goes on because of this low-level stress from being separated from the tribe. Before the pandemic, 14% of adults felt isolated. And according to the AARP, that 14% cost $6.7 billion in extra health costs in the United States. Now, 61% feel isolated, and they haven't been able to calculate the excessive health costs of that. But if 14% was $6.7 billion, and now up to 61% feel somewhat isolated, that's a big thing. But how does this uh, result in extra health costs? One study said that the isolation results in low-level chronic stress, and that stress causes a cascade of immune, neurological, endocrine, and cardiovascular changes. And once again, these are physical changes, not mental changes. Twelve different studies found that social isolation 
would increase cardiovascular disease, chronic depression, increase your memory loss, and decrease your overall health status. Now, none of that sounds good. Because what happens that stress increases your markers of inflammation. The first one that they studied a lot is C-reactive protein. And I could go on and on about C-reactive protein. As a matter of fact, in episodes, uh, season two, episodes 49 and 50, I actually did go on and on about C-reactive protein for about 20 minutes for the two total. So if you've forgotten what all C-reactive protein signals, you might want to go back and listen to those because pretty much none of it is good. The next one that they studied was interleukin-6. And interleukin-6 will induce a fever. It will increase the symptoms of type 2 diabetes. It will either cause or increase the symptoms of arthritis. And oddly enough, since a lot of this isolation was caused by fear of the um, bad uh, effects from covid it is one of the main chemicals that was, is produced in your body in the extreme cases of COVID. And it's produced by staying away from COVID, which was kind of ironic. And if you're wondering why I'm putting this on the Making Fitness Funner podcast, they did an analysis of 148 studies and found that social isolation was equivalent to smoking for your health. And as far as risks, it was a greater health risk, and I really hate to have to say this, it was a greater health risk than being obese or not exercising. Now, I might add that these things are all cumulative. So if you're socially isolated and you're not exercising, you're doubling up. If you're socially isolated, not exercising, and obese, I mean, you get the point. It it adds up. So these are things that you can do. I mean, if you're or somebody that doesn't exercise, at least get out and be around people. They also found that Alzheimer's is two times more likely in people who are socially isolated. Social isolation causes a rapid decrease in your cognitive abilities. They did two independent long-term studies and found that social interaction had a protective effect on cognitive function. So if you want to protect your ability to think and remember and all, you need to be around people more. And they haven't been able to do this because it's tough to do some of these experiments on humans, but they have been able to do some experiments on mice with social interaction and found that as soon as the mice got back around other mice, they had a radically restored cognitive function. And they do know that um, most mammalian brains work similarly. So you can extrapolate that if you are a human, then it might help your cognitive abilities just to be out and around people. Even if you started to lose some of it, it could restore them. Now, it seems that most of the people that are still being socially isolated after covid A lot of it is just that you just got out of the habit of going out and being around people um, and you just don't feel like doing it. Um, That's been there's been about a one third decline in church attendance. And that was just an easy statistic to get. Uh, One study found that religious involvement reduced your mortality risk by as much as the social isolation reduced or increased your mortality risk. So if you got a dead even mortality risk, better chance of dying by being socially isolated, 
less chance of dying by, it said religious involvement, and it also included social work and volunteerism in there. So there's some things that you could do. I personally think that getting together with a group to exercise, you know, to go for a, a short walk or to do a, a light exercise class or even a hard exercise class, um, those are times that you can get together, socially interact, and also have the side effect of, you know, heck, getting healthier. So it's a, a win-win on that situation. If nothing else, call an old friend and find a time to have lunch with them. Do something um, play cards with somebody. Um, it, it really helps if you do something new and novel, something your brain's not used to. But right now, if you're being socially isolated, you just need to get back to doing something that you're used to because that's easier in your comfort zone. So bottom line, I want you to think back. Are you less socially active now than you were before COVID hit? And are you sufficiently socially active? Because if you're not, it is slowly taking a toll on your mental health, your cognitive abilities, and your physical health, and increasing your chance of dying. So if you want to reduce your chance of dying and save your memory and all, the best thing I can think of for you to do right now is to just get out and get around people and have a little bit of fun. And that really will help your fitness be just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.